Welcome back to another episode of the Go Be Wild podcast. Today is part one of a special series uh, in part with uh, Sheridan County Chamber of Commerce and Manufacturing Works in recognition of National Manufacturing Day, which is October 1st, but we're going to be kind of doing these series throughout the month. Um, and today we've got special guests uh, from the Sheridan community, uh, business uh, leaders and businesses uh, in our county. And on the right, we've got Nadine Gale, owner of Alpha Graphics of Sheridan. Um, they're closing on a new property, so that's exciting. Um, we've got Chris Jackson, right, general manager of Craftco, um, and then we have the VP of Engineering, Nate Williams of Kennan, who also just got into their new building on the north end of Sheridan. So thank all three of you for coming, and thanks for coming early a little bit. Um, I'm excited to hear um, your guys' thoughts on our first topic, which is why manufacturing, success and opportunity in manufacturing careers. So thanks for all stopping by. Yeah, thanks for, thanks having, for us. having us. You're welcome. Um, so the first thing I think, um, let's start with this. I think we were talking about it right before before we started, what is manufacturing to you three? And then what, uh, you know, why is manufacturing important? And then we'll get into kind of the, um, other topics there, but what is manufacturing? You know, we've got a general manager, we've got an engineer, and then we've got a, you know, a kind of the marketing side, um, you know, what alpha graphics does. So whoever wants to take that one first. Oh, I guess I'll start. Uh, well, I don't know what the technical term for manufacturing would be for, but for me, it's, um, utilizing equipment to make a product. And most of the time I would consider it to be like mass produced, you know, not something that you're making one at a time or handmade type of things. Although there is quite a bit of hand crafting in manufacturing also. But I think that when you think about using equipment or tools, usually automated type of equipment is usually what I think about in manufacturing to produce a product. And the product could be, so for us, we're producing a lot of times um, for end users, printing collateral, signs, banners, things like that. Um, I know Craftco, I think they produce uh, products that sometimes are used in other products. Um, and so sometimes it's an end use product, sometimes it's not. But I think that manufacturing is uh, quite a bit broader than what a lot of people think right off the bat. Um, we have a lot of companies in town and I think you're going to be talking to some of these people, but you know, some of your, um, distillers that's manufacturing brewers, that's manufacturing, uh, coffee companies that are, that are, um, using manufacturing, using machines to roast coffee and bag them. That's manufacturing. So it's, it sometimes can be really huge stuff where you're welding and, and machining but I think it can also sometimes be a little bit more craft type of product. Sure. Chris or Nate, anything to add on that too, or that's, expand on? That's tough to follow that up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I think Nadine really hit it on the head. It's essentially taking raw materials and converting it into a, a product, mm -hmm. you know, whether that product is, you know, coffee beans, uh, a liqueur, um, print material, um, you know, covers for aircraft in our case, um, you know, heavy steel, different metals, materials. So it, it's a very broad range. I mean, typically, you know, folks think of light manufacturing and it's a product at the end of the day. And, you know, to Nadine's example, you know, that product can vary very widely. So... Yeah. And like Craftco, we were just talking about you guys uh, helped build a trailer or kind of like an off-road trailer, right, Chris? Or, okay. uh, yeah. So like, I mean, that that's kind of an example of it's 
Um, was that all craft co or was yes, it, it was, yeah. So yeah. like you guys made a full on the whole thing product. Exactly. Um, as I explained, that's where Jeff is right now, uh, showcasing that through the Southern part yeah. of the States. But, uh, he, uh, designed and developed and through our team, we've, uh, totally in house within craft co manufactured and overland trailer. So that's awesome. And as Nadine said, you know, manufacturing, um, you know, it's, it's usually repeatable work normally in quantities, um, very vast as we talked about and the machining, I think to be competitive and to be able to, to produce those in uh, in a timely fashion has to be considered in that. So, yeah, awesome. And that leads us in kind of to, you know, how do you be competitive? Um, you know, what does, uh, what do the skill sets look like that are needed in manufacturing, especially in your, your, you know, in your three businesses, uh, what does that look like or what are, what are future skills that someone could get, um, from your business in manufacturing? Well, the skill sets vary depending on, you know, what the manufacturing is, obviously. For for Canon, for instance, we do we do a good bit of engineering, you know, so we're looking for, you know, very technical skills in, in certain areas. Uh, that's to support some of the SBIR work and the government-funded uh, contract work that we perform. Uh, but it's also to develop new products internally for our own, um, for our own customers that uh, we're um, meeting a need that they have or that they've identified, you know, so there's the kind of technical development piece on the front end, but then the ability to, you know, repeatably, um, produce a product, uh, with high quality in quantity, um, is really something that's important. So, you know, the skill set there on the production or manufacturing floor is typically, you know, we're looking for somebody who one wants to accomplish something through the day. Um, and that's something that is very tangible, you know, within manufacturing, you're getting something done. Uh, folks that are working with their hands, um, ready to, to learn, uh, and a lot of problem solving. You know, so the problem solving doesn't just happen on the front end when we're developing something new. It's, it's often having to figure things out on the manufacturing production floor day in and day out. Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Having that creative mind of, of wanting to, to manufacture something's important. And, and a lot of ours is, is the hands-on work. We are welders and machinists and, and those people, uh, capable of working with, uh, the machinery. So, um, that takes a very high skill set. Um, we, we do try to, to tout that we are a, a fabrication facility, custom fabrication, and that we do precision machining. So sure. people have to take pride in what they do. There's, they've, they've got to either have the edu- education and, and along with that, the, uh, the desire and the experience to be able to do that. How does, uh, how does someone uh, get those technical skills in your guys' experience? Well, again, from our side, you know, we, we train a lot in-house. Um, you know, we do a lot of, of sewing and there are some folks that out there, out there that sew in their home as a hobby and whatnot. And that's, we love to find those folks, um, but that's oftentimes different from what we consider industrial uh, sewing, where it's very repetitive, uh, very precise as far as the, the techniques that are used. Uh, so we have a pretty extensive training program in-house. Uh, oftentimes we're bringing folks in with no training or no sewing capability at all and training them up from the ground up. Um, and they, they catch on really quick and uh, we've got some great folks inside to be able to do that. That's awesome. You know, with, with our business and I, I, and I think it's probably the same a little bit with manufacturing too. Um, 
in, in some of the other bigger manufacturers, but it's, it is a lot of hands-on training or on-the-job training. I think that there's a certain amount of skills that you can learn, whether it's welding or machine tooling. And, and another skill that I think is invaluable is um, almost like computer programming, because almost every machine that we have is run by a computer and you have to program it to do what you want it to do. So somebody who's, so you could be a really great welder, but if you don't have really some computer skills, it's going to be really challenging sometimes to work with some of these. Um, but it, it also is as a curious mindset or, or like Chris was saying, just somebody that really wants to, um, take pride and and make something at the end of the day or figure something out. There's not a job that walks through my shop that is ever, um, the same twice. (laughs) Everything that comes in, it's always different for some reason. And, and you just got to be one of those people that like loves to dig in and figure it out and, and then learn from that and keep doing it and growing on top of that. I think there'll always be, I think, the need for that hands-on work. And, um, you know, there are those people that have the God-given talent sometimes to weld or or to produce those things. Other, But others have to go through the process of either an education or through an apprentice or an internship. But as Nadine said, though, I, it's rapidly approaching. It's here, and it just as... Um, things evolve, the computer is going to continue to take over more and more of that. Rather, it's it's knowing how to operate that, to be able to, to pull prints, read the prints, robotic arms, all these other things that are coming into place. It It's the skill that, to be able to, to use the electronics and the, the computers is more and more important. Yeah, as it keeps going. Yeah, absolutely. So would you guys all say that your businesses, you know, at a certain degree, um, somebody could, if you guys are looking for the work and they fit the personality, they could get the on-job training and then have potential to have a career career growth in your company or in that field, I should say? Absolutely. And, you know, we talked about, uh, you know, computers and some of the technology and that's a given anymore. And, uh, you know, generally speaking, that's a tool, you know, so understanding how to use a tool, how to leverage it uh, most efficiently and most effectively, you know, that's important. Um, So for folks that are open-minded, willing to learn, you know, there's always that opportunity to really grow within manufacturing organizations. Anybody? Uh, oh, ahead, sorry, Chris, yeah. I'm going to talk over you. And, and I may be putting words in your mouth, so feel free to like shut me down on this one. But <laughs> if I'm not mistaken, there, um, the Craftco, and I'm not sure about Canon, but I think EMIT and some of the other places um, that, that utilize machine tool, tool um, equipment and welding equipment have um, opportunities to, you know, if you're willing to work and, and you want to learn that they may pay for the college or help you with getting some certificates through the college. And our college has some of the best machine tool and welding facilities for teaching purposes in the country. So there's a lot of opportunity there. You don't have to be a welder to come work at some of these places, but if you are interested in it, there's, there's really ways to get those skills. Yeah. To answer your question, um, give me a person that has a willingness to work and we'll, we'll teach them. Yeah. Um, there's enough usually within our organizations, whether it's something on the engineering, the design, if it's physically welding or whatever it may be, we will quoting 
Well, someone has a desire to work. You'll we'll, find, we'll a, spot find for a spot for him. Yeah. And thank you, Nadine, for, I'm going to put a little plug. We do have, we call it the earn as you learn. And this is our, I want to say, I believe it's our sixth year that we've offered that. Um, and basically it's, it's two years paid tuition, uh, at the Sheridan college for those that are interested in, um, in some type of a trade degree, welding, machining, or, or some of the top in those. And so, um, along with that, they're given the opportunity to work, uh, through their, through their schedule at school on the weekends and, um, during the summer as well. So, um, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, it gives, it serves several purposes. And one of them is, is, you know, the long term is, is that, you know, we're building that, uh, that, uh, person to where, you know, they would be, you know, an asset to Craftco for years to come. Um, and, and it gives them the opportunity to learn. It takes both. You've got to have the, edu- you got to have the desire, you got to have the education. Mm-hmm. And at some point you have to have the opportunity to learn the skill. Yeah. So we're hoping that through that, well, we can develop that. Yeah. Develop that. That's awesome. Um, man, you guys are kind of answering all these questions on here. Um, let's keep it on this side. This is, I think I want to, I'm curious to hear from you guys. Um, what is a CNC machine? Um, and we kind of hit on how somebody could acquire the skills of that, but I think, um, let's go through that real quick. Like what is a CNC machine? If no one's ever seen one or know what that is. To my knowledge, there is not a CNC machine in one of the manufacturing facilities in town <laughs> because I have tried to find one. Um, there are. There are. Okay. Well, <laughs> there are. I'm there sure are. you guys have one, but um, I'll let you guys let you guys answer it. But from a sign perspective, the CNC machine is is usually a huge table that can cut out shapes out of plywood, out of plastic, you know, thinner materials, even things like that. So it it's um, usually run by a computer. Um, and it also, it, it's big, it's huge. It, it wouldn't fit in this room most likely, but, um, and, and it usually I think uses a blade, right? Uh, but there it's, are, it's broad. It's yeah, broad. I mean, there's of, yeah. plasma cutters that, and water cutters. I know that Kent, uh, Craftco has water cutters that cut metal. So there's, it's basically a, a tool for cutting large pieces of, of substrate. Gotcha. Into shapes. It's, it's not unique to just an industry or to a machine. You know, CNC is what computer numeric controlled Mm -hmm. machine. And so we have several within ours. You know, we have lathes, mills, and cutting devices and whatnot. I'm guessing Canon probably has it. So we have 3D printers, we have cutting tables similar to what you described with plywood. So, yeah, so so it's nothing more than a, a computer controlled machine, uh, in, in, in all sense of the word. And so that's awesome. Uh, that's what CNC is. Okay. Right. Yeah. I always thought the CNC machines were just more for cutting that were not using like water lasers that they were, they were blade type ones. But, and, and they can be. And, and I know, think so that probably just was what they initially were. Yeah. It, yeah. It's back to that basic, um, CNC definition, computer numerically controlled. Um, the computer is controlling a certain tool path and that tool might be a blade. It might be a, a cutter. It might be a, um, a drill on a lathe. Um, needle. Maybe a needle. Yep. Gotcha. Or a laser. Yeah. 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 Could be a lot of things. Fantastic. So, and we kind of already hit on it, but I mean, you know, craftco has got a great, you know, the earn as you learn. Um, but how could somebody acquire more, you know, skills to run those kinds of machines? And it sounds like it's a wide range. So we kind of hit on just 
got to kind of know computers and computer programming, but is there any, uh, thing that, uh, businesses around here offer or the college offers, um, you know, to acquire those skills? Yeah. So there's an opportunity. Uh, the high school offers some opportunity, uh, basic exposure to those things. So, uh, just to have an initial, um, understanding and peek into, into the technology. And then obviously the school has a, a great program for training those very specialized skills and whatnot. Uh, and then generally speaking, they're, they're open houses from time to time, different tour opportunities, uh, for folks to, you know, kind of peek in the doors and, and see what's happening and how the these pieces of equipment and the tools really work. Mm-hmm. I'll put the plug in for the high school. We work directly with them with that scholarship, and they've got a, they've, they've got a good program. Mm-hmm. Um, um, as Nate said, you know, it, it's basically just enough to whet their appetite, but it gets them thinking about that what they want. But um, there's plenty of opportunities. Nate recognized them all or identified them all, you know, either through the open house, through apprentice programs, through starting the high school, the college. So, yeah, it's got to, you know, got to start somewhere. They either got to, they either got to gain the education or they've got to find an opportunity through an organization that's going to allow them to hire and, and, and to gain that skill. Yeah. Well, this leads me right into the next question, right? I'm a younger guy. I work with high school kids. So their question is going to be to you guys. Okay. That sounds great. But my dad's been in, you know, the coal mine for 30 years and I know he gets paid really well and he's got great benefits. Why would I come get acquired? You know, why would I acquire skills in the manufacturing side? Um, you know, so what are the, what's the salary roughly, or what's kind of the benefits of being a manufacturing employee? Uh, well, we certainly hear around here, one of the benefits is during the wintertime, you get to work indoors. So that's uh, <laughs> there that you go. an advantage. Um, you know, but there's the, uh, there's the stability, um, you know, with coal, oil, the uh, mineral industries and whatnot. Um, that's, not always, but oftentimes an up and down industry. Uh, it's been an important industry for Wyoming. It continues to be, but, uh, you know, there are peaks and valleys, uh, and manufacturing, um, generally is, is very stable, uh, depending upon the economy, depending upon the business, obviously. Um, but manufacturing jobs tend to be quite stable. Um, as far as, uh, wages, salaries, um, you know, I can speak from Ken side, you know, we typically start folks in the 15 to 16 range. Uh, and on average, you know, folks are in the 18, 19, $20, um, range. And I think that's fairly common and typical for the, uh, local industry here. Um, that doesn't necessarily compete directly with the mines or the oil fields and, and whatnot, but, uh, it's stable work. It's steady. Um, there are benefits, uh, involved in that, um, typically health insurance, um, so th- there's a lot to offer, um, yep. you know, as far as the, the overall wage and salary, uh, it's not always directly competitive, um, but we certainly don't deal with the, the peaks and valleys that those other industries oftentimes have to deal with. Absolutely. Well, and those are physical jobs. Like you said, Very like, you know, so. you're inside, you're not uh, having to drive two and a half hours out and get to work. So <laughs> needing Chris. Yeah. Our, so because in our industry, um, from a you know, for looking on the manufacturing side, we aren't utilizing the tools like a CNC. Well, we could do CNC machines, but we aren't really utilizing tools like welding and things like that. So our salaries probably don't go quite as high as as that. But we are still starting our people in that same range that Nate's talking about, and and probably those ranges are still would would be probably our averages. But um, yeah, I mean, it's the same sort of thing. You're working for a small business, so you have to remember that sometimes smaller businesses 
businesses and in our case, a family owned business that um, sometimes benefits and things like that are challenging. So, um, you know, and, and I speak from some of those other smaller manufacturers that maybe aren't, um, you know, bigger owned that there may be some benefits there, but there is usually stability. There's plenty of work. Um, it's rewarding work. Um, and uh, the other thing that you think about with the coal mines is that a lot of those positions are usually skilled positions as well. And so if you're talking about mechanics or, um, I mean, they have, they employ welders and some of those sort of positions like that. So it wouldn't be any different than working for some of those sort of places, mm -hmm. I think. Yeah, absolutely. And the skills are very transferable. So, you know, that's the other thing. If you're a welder in Sheridan, Wyoming, you could be a welder anywhere if you decided that you wanted to move or needed to move or something like that. So... Yeah, that's a really important point. I mean, the, the skill sets are, are very, very transferable into manufacturing. And, you know, if it's not directly transferable, then those folks that are out there, they, they know how to work. Um, they're ready to learn. And uh, in my experience, they pick it up very, very quickly. Right. So. The satisfaction of finding uh, that you've completed a project. Mm-hmm. Um, that's one thing that I think uh, manufacturing offers. Yep. Um, that uh, some of the other industries we've talked about. Um, you know, Nate's uh, described, you know, the, the slippery slope of, of mining and of oil and gas. And we whole nother subject there. But the stability we bring, mm -hmm. working environment. Um, wages will never compete on that level. Um, um don't really want to get into that. We, we start a little higher. Uh, welders and machinists normally command just a little bit more than that. So, but, uh, um, you know, I believe we're competitive with what comparable companies in the area are paying there too. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we try to make it, you know, you, you want to make uh, it, well, I want to say this, um, you know, satisfactory for the employee. I mean, they've got to make a living, mm -hmm. you know. Um, and uh, so we offer those benefits as well that help with that. The health, the dental, the vision, the retirement, pay time off, mm -hmm. you know, vacation and things like that. So so we try to, we, we add that to that, you know, to be able to provide them a certain lifestyle and be able to compete in the market as well. Yeah. Well, and you guys hit on some really great things. You know, there's, I think if you're working for like a small business, there's probably flexibility and, you know, hours and, you know, going off and doing other things if you want. Probably same with Kenan and Craftco. Um, but uh, there's the satisfaction of finishing an actual product. Like you were just talking about that trailer you guys made. And, you know, that probably made the company and the team feel very satisfied and proud of what you guys made. And I would imagine with Kenan too. So there's that side of it that in under, in other industries you don't get, cause there's not really a, that physical product. Um, but I think stability is important. You know, I think, um, you know, compared to, you know, compensation. Yeah. People always want to chase money, but sometimes it's, if you're wanting to raise a family or something here and you want to stay here, you know, stability is uh, highly important. So no, that was great. Great answers. Um, that does lead me into a question of, um, you guys, uh, what, what kind of we think is the outlook for manufacturing? Um, and it could be specifically your guys' business or just in general, um, you know, the five, 10 year outlook, um, and maybe it's Sheridan County. You know, one thing I keep having in my mind is, uh, that gentleman from, uh, I don't know where he's from Pennsylvania or whatever that he's supposedly going to bring that car manufacturer here. I would imagine that helps everybody, you know, manufacturers, but, um, would like to kind of hear your guys' input on what, uh, the next five, 10 years, uh, may be looking like. 
Well, I think generally from the on the manufacturing front, uh, it looks very promising, especially for Sheridan County and surrounding areas. It's uh, you know, we've got a, a great core of, of manufacturers here, and, and the more that we have, the more supportive and beneficial for the industry uh, that it is. You know, there's a, there's an opportunity to um, share ideas, sometimes share resources. Uh, there's some competition in that, uh, obviously, uh, for employees and workforce and whatnot. But uh, I, I think here it's it's great because the manufacturers, we know each other. Uh, we know that we're competing in certain areas, but we're not directly competing on the product side. Uh, so there's an opportunity to, to help one another, to partner sometimes uh, with one another. And you know, that's from you know kind of the, the more basic uh, level manufacturing to the, the higher end light manufacturing. There's an opportunity to, to share best practices and, and that's just great for the industry. So I, I see that continuing to grow and expand. I think that manufacturing in the next five, 10 years in Sheridan County is also, it, I just think it's going to continue to grow. I think the more people know about it or think about it and the more entrepreneurial people that we have that want to start creating their own things, um, I think that's going to just keep growing and hopefully we'll attract some other companies here that can help. It, it, it's sort of one of those things, it's a chicken and an egg sort of thing. You bring people in, you don't have housing, but you got to have the people to bring the money in to build the housing. It's just, it's a really hard, hard sort of thing. But the more the developed that that we get as an as an industry and as an economy the the better the wages are going to be that we're going to be able to offer um we need a more a bigger labor force you know we need a bigger pool for labor and of course that means they need housing i think that the um the more manufacturers that we start to attract that the better it's going to be that we can start combining logistics i mean we have transportation issues we have supply chain issues all those sort of things so so it's really hard sometimes times to get things to Sheridan, Wyoming, because you're ordering a small amount of stuff. But if we can, you know, if we can start figuring out ways to combine that. Um, and then the last thing I just want to mention from a computer, again, the computer standpoint or computer science standpoint is there's a huge, um, it's going to be happening a lot and there's going to be a need for it, but it's automation. And a lot of that automation is going to be um, innovative. I think there's going to be people that are going to be taking machines that do a repetitive process um, and, and programming them to do them to automate it. Um, the, we're going to have to because our labor, you know, pool is so small. So we're going to, you know, we just, our demand for need for product is, is bigger than what the people that we have to do it and the hours in the day that we have to do it. And so automation, I think is going to be a huge, um, is going to be taking off and we're already using it, but I mean, even things like automating your order intake process, some of that sort of stuff that never touches a machine, just how do you, can you, can you automate that is going to, is really the next big phase. I think that we're going to be seeing in manufacturing. Sure. Yeah. I'll, I'll just touch on the automate, automation piece because I, th I think that's an important point that you brought up. It's, it's not to replace the workforce. It's to supplement and support yeah. uh, the workforce. So as Nadine mentioned, those very repetitive operations that, you know, maybe that repetitive operation caused somebody to be prone to injury. Great opportunity for automation to take that safety factor out and allow that uh, employee, that, um, that worker to do something else and use their skills in a different way that is not so 
mundane and repetitive. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, automation is always something that really supplements and uh, rather than supplants uh, the workforce and really helps to build efficiency in, in manufacturing yeah. in a lot of different areas. I always try to explain that to people because I do, people will say, oh, well, you're trying to replace, like the checkouts at Walmart, you're trying to mm-hmm. replace the, the, the cashiers. No, really what we're doing is we're just, you know, giving the cashiers the opportunity to go do other things. You know, it, it, we're not, we're not, we're trying to, to increase production, not decrease staff right. is really what we're trying mm-hmm. to do. Chris, anything to add on that one? I just have to agree. I think the potential is just huge here. And I think there's a lot that plays into that. I, um, you have to take, in fact, this the geographical setting here, right here at the base of the mountains, that attracts people, people that are wanting to leave, leave big cities, looking for different places. We were talking earlier about Spearfish, mm-hmm. Sheridan. I mean, the beautiful, just the beauty of living here. Mm-hmm. So that that's that that's great, and that that's an asset. The infrastructure is something we're going to have to to work through, and it's going to be a hurdle. The housing in Sheridan is a huge challenge. It is right now. We're we're faced with that right now. We're living that struggle. Uh, the cost of living as it continues to rise, as people are given serious thought to that, uh, and even statewide. You brought up transportation. I think that's something that that we got to be considering or be looking at. Um, communication. You talk about, mm-hmm. you talk about automation. We got to be able to have the speed of be able to do that, whether it's, and I'm not no expert in that, but whether it's fiber optic or whatever it does, but you know, we're going to need some help as far as that goes. But I think we're poised well. And I think there's, a um, you have to attribute to, I think, uh, the expansion of Kennan with that, the Weatherby building, Vacutech, and then other people that have invested in this community and they see the the healthy environment that it is. And that's that in itself, I think will help bring, bring more opportunities here too. Yeah, absolutely. The need is there. It's just a matter if we can continue to, to uh, grow that here in Sheridan. Right, right. And that takes, like you said, it takes, you know, it took that, that North End business park, you know, that took a lot of different people and yeah. a lot of different organizations to come together and get that together. Um, no, that was great. That was well said. Um, I don't think, I think we hit on everything. Um, you know, my biggest notes are you guys hit on, you know, I think like computer skills, um, computer technical skills, you know, those will be very important jobs that necessarily might not be considered manufacturing, but as more automation comes in more machines, you know, with those skills, you know, all your businesses are going to need someone with those types of skills. Um, we talked about, you know, transportation logistics, that's going to have to grow infrastructure. So as manufacturing grows, you know, we've hit on housing a lot. I mean, kind of other industries will grow as manufacturing grows. So that's great to hear for Sheridan County. Um, I do want all of you to have uh, the last little bit here. Um, again, our topic is why manufacturing um, success and opportunity. So um, in regards to your guys's businesses or your careers, you know, why, you know, why should somebody uh, pick manufacturing for maybe a future career um, or kind of a, you know, why should Sheridan County continue to, you know, promote our light manufacturing? So I'll let each of you kind of have your little bit here. <laughs> I'll, I'll start. I think that the biggest thing I see about all manufacturing, it really doesn't matter what it is. It's a, it's at the end of the day, you're, you're solving a problem. It's some sort of problem solving, um, activity. And that's really rewarding. It's very cerebral. It's a very, a lot of people really like that. And I think that 
if you are the type of person who likes to solve problems or be solutions oriented, then you should look at some sort of, of job as manufacturing. That's the first thing. The second thing is you're probably already involved in manufacturing and don't really know it. So <laughs> you already are. And if you start thinking of your job um, or your business as, as a, you know, maybe on the verge of manufacturing and start looking at it more that way, I think that you can find that you'll, that you'll be able to even grow and innovate more within your own business. Chris, Nate. Go ahead, Chris. <laughs> uh, a lot I'll of, steal your answer afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of the points that we've already talked about, but the stability that it brings to to the community and to your lifestyle. Um, I continually hit on the fact of the satisfaction that you find from creating something, um, building something. Nadine hit on all those things. And I think those are, those are skills that they use each and every day. And those are the ones we're looking at, you know, those that are innovative thinkers, those that are, um, interested in, um, you know, computer auto automation, those that have the ability, you know, to work with their hands, um, all those things. And, and they, they, they'll use those each and every day, all day long. So... So I will steal part of your answer. <laughs> I think that, you know, satisfaction of a job well done, being able to take something, um, not from nothing, but be able to convert that raw material to something very, very tangible. Uh, there's a lot of satisfaction in that. And, you know, on the engineering side or the front end, you know, development, being able to take a, a rough idea and, you know, over weeks, months, perhaps even years, uh, making that into something, uh, something very exciting. And that, and that might be a trailer. Uh, it might be a drive shaft that, you know, hours, hours before was a billet of steel or a rod of steel. Um, you know, so being able to really see that, and that, that's something that happens on a daily basis. And, you know, there are days where you, you go home and you wonder, what did I accomplish? Uh, but for the most part, it's really very, very tangible that I did something today. Right. So. Awesome. Those are all wonderful answers. Um, so want to give every Every business a plug here. So Alpha Graphics is Sheridan. Uh, Nadine, thank you for stopping by. Where's the new building going to be? Uh, 1226 North Main. North Main. So uh, yeah. still on North Main. Still on North Main. It's actually the building that Social Security is in. They'll still continue to be in there. We're going to be in the front half of the building and awesome. starting some renovations. Um, but we don't close till tomorrow and you never know what happens. So, yep, you know. Fingers crossed. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then uh, Chris, Craftco uh, is still up by the airport in the business park there. Correct. Correct. Awesome. And then Kenan, uh, Nate Kenan is now in the North end. Is that called the business park too? Maybe yeah. I should, did I Correct. just double say? Okay. Yeah. So the North end business park, uh, right next to Weatherby, yeah, um, Weatherby and VacuTech. Vacu yeah. Um, all of you probably post job postings on your guys' own pages and social media, I would guess, if people are ever interested. The chamber. Site. Chamber. Yep. Mm -hmm. The Sheridan Wyoming, Chamber. Wyoming at Work also okay. is one that we've posted on. Awesome. And then, uh, you know, like uh, uh, Chris mentioned, like Craftco's got the earn as you learn. So you just hit those guys up and ask about that. Um, but um, did I miss anything? I think we're good. Well, I, 
um, again, I might be putting words in your guys' mouth, but if anybody was interested, like you said, I know Craftco and Kennan, Vacutech and Weatherby occasionally have tours. Um, if they don't have one, you just want to see their operation, I would consider, you know, if somebody was really interested in a career there, you could certainly, I think, reach out and see when they might be offering another tour of yeah, some type. Absolutely. Go check out all their machines and, and I what I think there do. might even be videos online somewhere that might oh. have some... I know the yep. chamber. Yeah, we put those um, together. A lot of them were put together last year, but they're, yeah. they're still available. Yeah, so on the chamber's um, YouTube page, there's, I think, 13 or 14 videos of different mm -hmm. manufacturers in town that kind of highlight what they do. So there's a lot of opportunity out there to find out more about these uh, manufacturers in town. Perfect. The door's always open. Yep. Um, large groups, we prefer a little notice. We actually have a group from Buffalo High School coming in tomorrow. Awesome. So, but uh, yeah, you're always welcome to stop in and we'll take the time and visit with you and, and show you around. Awesome. Well, Nate, Chris, Nadine, thanks for stopping by. And again, this was brought to you by the Sheridan County Chamber of Commerce and Manufacturing Works um, in recognition of National Manufacturing Day. So thank you for stopping by. Yeah. Thank you very much. Our pleasure.